from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. Toddcasters, we're back. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. We've got another great episode coming your way this week. This, this week's episode is huge. We might actually have too much show. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff coming up this week. I'm so excited about it, I might actually listen to the show this week. Lord knows I am not a fan. But enough of that. No, we've got a great show, and we're still trying to come down from the live, first ever live, Scaretastic Halloween special that we did back in October. Of course, it feels like it's a million years ago since we've done an episode of the Toddcast. It's been just three weeks, but we had so much fun, and we want to thank all of you for tuning in on Facebook Live and for listening to it on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes. You've made it one of the top episodes that we've ever done, so thank you so much uh, for taking a listen. But now, it is time to move on, and we have another huge, huge episode. I got to interview someone that I am a huge huge fan of and someone who is extremely talented. This man is an actor, comedian, and what he's best known for is being a magician. And he has his own show on True TV called The Carbonaro Effect, and he's currently on tour which makes a pit stop here tomorrow night, Friday, November 15th, here in Knoxville, Tennessee, at the Civic Auditorium. I'm speaking of the one and only Michael Carbonaro. I got to sit down and have an interview with him, and it was an amazing interview. I sound a little like Trump. There was the best interview, amazing interview. I only do the best interviews. Now, I'm not trying to go there. I'm just saying it was a great interview, and it was a blast talking to him. And any anytime you do an interview with a celebrity, it's so amazing to just kind of sit there and learn about their craft and how they, you know, came about it, why they wanted to do what they're doing, you know, and everything like that. And that's what this interview is about. And that is why this week's episode is called A Little Piece of Magic with Michael Carbonaro. I will be sitting down with the star, the host... The magician himself of the Carbonaro effect from True TV, Michael Carbonaro. And in addition to that, we've got some other fun things going on, including a musical performance by Macklemore. That's right. For those of you who didn't know, Macklemore made a pit stop here in Knoxville on October 25th for a free concert. And I managed to snag some audio from that show. And you're going to hear Macklemore perform live right here on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. This is why I might actually tune into this week's episode. There's a lot going on here. So sit back, relax, and get ready for an extremely fun episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Well, I have seen uh, many a performance by a magician in, in my life. Penn and Teller, I, I've David Copperfield, Lance Burton, who I'm a, I'm a huge fan of, and they've all wowed me. But there's one guy that I think is the magician of our generation because he's he's done stuff that I can't figure out and that he never ceases to amaze me. His talents have spread to television and the stage alike with his show The Carbonaro Effect on True TV and he's going to be in Knoxville live on Friday, November 15th. I'm talking to the one and only Michael Carbonaro. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning for you. It's good afternoon down here in Knoxville. We're we're on Eastern time, so we've been I've been up and ready. I've been pumped for this interview for for quite a while today. So I'm really excited to get <laughs> I'm really excited to get to talk to you. But I, I was dead serious when I said that you are amazing. Your work is incredible, and it leads to the question: Did you always want to be a magician? 
Yes, you know, I did. I, I, well, the first thing I wanted to be was a special effects artist, mm-hmm. uh, makeup artist. I loved horror movies and, and special effects and any movie that had anything like that. And I loved Halloween and I loved putting on my own makeup and making masks. And I kind of like found my way into magic through that because I used to buy supplies at a magic shop. Right. And I sort of just found my way walk, wandering on over to the other side of the store and watching the, you know, the guys behind the counter doing tricks. And I was like, you know, magic is kind of like special effects live. Mm-hmm. It really is. And yeah. And I, and I, and I really found a love of performing through magic, you know, right. getting to connect with people, be funny, be a host. And I found myself as an entertainer through playing with magic tricks. Right. Right. And it's, it's just, it's got that appeal, doesn't it? It's just like you get to get your hands dirty while at the same time, it, you know, entertaining everybody. Like you, it, it, it's almost like it's a blur when you're in the middle of it, and then at the end of it, you're, you look at the crowd and they're like, "Wow, that was amazing." Absolutely, yeah. It's an art form that's like you know, like a stand-up comic. You get to break the fourth wall. You're talking directly to the people, and then there's always something to do. There's a procedure because there's a magic trick. There's an event to take place. A lot of times, like I do in my live show, you know, I bring people up from the audience to help out with tricks. So there's always this spontaneity, and you never know how it's going to go. And people get to be up there, and you bounce back, you know, energy off of them, and the crowd just loves that. Right. Absolutely, and it's such a good feeling. Um, who are some of your um, my, I learned how to become an entertainer from David Copperfield, mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I used to watch him and, and wait for his show every single year, and, you know, he was the guy that would, you know, he, here he was talking to a crowd, and, you know, sometimes his illusions would be really serious and totally mind-boggling, and then he'd just be a total ding-dong and be, like, goofy <laughs> with the crowd and make people laugh and go out into the audience up on stage and just change costumes and have, like, different numbers, and I was like, wow, what right. a cool world that was you know he was like my Fred Astaire of the generation you know to like watch and be like I want to do that and I just started emulating him and kind of found my own voice through really following that format absolutely yeah and uh, but I'm a huge fan of like you said before man Penn and Teller huge fan of them so it's kind of like bouncing back and forth between Copperfield and Penn and Teller as a kid and then um you know I've got a lot of guys out there that I like now you know I think Blaine is super awesome Mm -hmm. And uh, there's some really great comic magicians, Derek Hughes and uh, Derek Delgadio, just guys that are doing kind of like really wild, unique things in the magic field. Right, right. And and my love of uh, comedic magicians goes far back into the 80s, like with Harry Anderson and and, uh, Joel, oh, yeah. and, and Joel Hodson. I mean, they, they both really, they kind of like created that world of trying to be funny while doing magic. Absolutely, absolutely, you're right. And then, that, like, yeah, you like amazing Jonathan kind of came from, right came from that, like Harry Anderson right world. But yeah, you're right. Those are the guys that really brought it into that kind of modern hip comic world that mm-hmm. was happening. Absolutely, you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh well, pardon me, Mister Perfect. So you may have seen the memes online lately talking about how Mondays aren't bad and that the only reason why they are is because we make them that way. So essentially, the complaint is that Monday gets a bad rap. But here's the thing. Monday is horrible. It is without a doubt the worst day of the week and pretty much the worst day to ever exist. Monday is complete evil. And we have the proof to back it up. Here now is the true story 
of Monday. Monday was created in 321 by the Romans along with the other days of the week. For almost 2,000 years, Monday plotted its imperialism and strategically planned its takeover of Earth. Then, when the time was right, it pounced. Historian and author Shelley Feet explains, well, after Monday was created during Roman times, it immediately realized it was the first day of the week, the top of the week. One might even say, the king of the week. So naturally, Monday wanted much, much more. And in 1933, it realized its own potential. We all were taught that Hitler was the one that overthrew the German government and started the Third Reich. That was all a lie. It was Monday. That's right. Monday was in charge of the Nazi seizure of power. Though it was Hitler that began the Nazi party, all of those involved agreed that Monday had the leadership skills to actually lead the Third Reich. Since Monday was just a day, they used Hitler as the spokesperson of the party. But all ideas came from the first day of the week. It was all him. The seizure, the arrests, the murders, the war, it was all Monday. But it all eventually caught up with it though. Monday angered too many soldiers on both sides during the war because it kept ordering missions to occur on Friday and Saturday. Well, who wants to fight on those days? So eventually everyone was just meh. And that allowed the Allies to easily walk right into Berlin. His sloppy handling of the final days of World War II was his eventual downfall, and Germany fell to the Allies in 1945. With the death of Hitler, the world thought the Nazi evil was dead. Little did they know, the real mastermind lived on. Dr. Lady explains the exile. Well, after the war, Monday knew that it couldn't do anything too intense, otherwise people would catch on that it was the evil that continued to grip the world. So for 70 years, Monday kept quiet, watching other evils attack our planet such as famine, racism, homophobia, and terrorism. But in 2016, Monday saw new potential. In 2016, it was laughable to think that Donald Trump would be elected president. And so, it was believed that the Trumps asked Russia to get involved with the election to fix it so he could win. They did do this, but it wasn't Russia that was involved. It was Monday. Yes, Monday fixed the 2016 election to swing in Donald Trump's favor. This is something that the government is hiding from us, and honestly, I can understand why. I mean, Russia getting involved with our election process is terrible, but that's all it is. Monday is completely in our lives once a week. It would be too much to bear. Monday managed to slip by once again, without even so much as a slap on the wrist for its involvement in the 2016 election. But Monday may have met its match. Earlier this year, it committed an act that everyone knows happened, but doesn't know who did it. Miranda from the Smokin' Hot Toddcast does, however. Monday killed Jeffrey Epstein. Monday killed Epstein. I mean, the Clintons and the Trumps both most likely hired Monday. Maybe others did as well. But without a shadow of a doubt, Monday killed Epstein. The thing about this is that the public is pretty much convinced he was murdered anyway. So maybe the public is ready to admit that Monday truly is the evil demon that haunts us all. Monday killed Epstein. 
We reached out to Monday for a statement, and to our surprise, it agreed to speak. Here is Monday's rebuttal to our statements. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated Paul Masson. Ah, the French. And there you have it. Monday continues to prove how sadistic it is. Monday isn't just the worst day of the week. It's also the bane of existence for our planet. So the next time you hear someone say, Mondays aren't bad, you just make them that way. Just remember three words. Monday killed Epstein. Thank you and goodbye. Hello, this is President Barack Obama, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. And that was authentic. I promise. How long have you been doing magic now? Um, so probably since I was eight years old, mm-hmm. I started playing with tricks, but it was really special effects until about like 11 or 12. And then right. I did my first show when I was 13, you know, like performed dressed as a clown for sure. like a birthday party and made $35 and <laughs> was like, wow, that's so cool. And I, and I ended up, you know, like I really, I performed, gosh, hundreds if not thousands of private parties as a magician and really learned how to be an entertainer from just being in front of crowds nonstop. And I, I put myself through NYU with the money I made doing like birthday parties and Cub Scout, you know, gatherings and communions and christenings and all those private events. Right. Absolutely. Did did you think that it would be a career? Like did you have any doubt that it would be your career? You know, I didn't. I, I knew I went. I was going to NYU with the goal in mind to become the next David Copperfield. I'm like, I want to learn everything about theater, acting, voice training, movement, speech, and you know, staging everything I can to have the ultimate magic show. And then while I was at school, I really kind of found a love in my acting classes for just straight acting. You know, I right. loved being a you know doing comedy scenes, and I loved doing serious plays. So I kind of was in this world of like, wait, do I want to be an actor? Do I want to be a magician? And I'm still in that world. I, yeah. I actually, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to answer the question. It's both. So I consider myself an entertainer. Yeah, without it's a kind doubt. Of the easiest way in showbiz. There right. you go. Without a doubt. Now, have you you've done some acting before, haven't you? Mm-hmm. In, in professional acting. That's right. Yeah, I did a bunch of you know um, stuff in Manhattan, some plays, you know, some serious dramas and stuff. And I did uh, on TV. I've been on, you know, a bunch of things like you know Law and Order and CSI and. Wizards of Waverly Place and a bunch of other TV shows. Now, on on SVU and CSI, did you play the bad guy? Did you play a suspect? Who did you play? I did. I was the bad guy. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah you would think. <laughs> One of the nicest guys on television playing a, an evil person. That doesn't make... Right, I know. Showing range. Right, it doesn't fit, but that may, I can see that, though. That's fun. So, how did you get the TV show? How, how did that come about? Well, I um, I started performing magic segments on The Tonight Show mm-hmm. with Jay Leno. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, I had loved Hidden Camera as a kid. I loved Candid Camera. It was one of my all-time favorite shows. I, I, you know, got the DVD set and watched every single episode of that. I just loved that. I loved the show Scare Tactics, which I, I oh, kind of yeah. devised a show like Scare Tactics myself before that show even came out. Really? Where I was like, I could use special effects to, like, make people believe in real things out in the world. And then Scare Tactics came out. And I'm like, oh, man, they're doing that. I'm like, but I could do that with, mad, like, a little bit more magical. Where right. there's actual things that are, like, not, it's not just, like, a scare but like how is this happening right. I ended up doing kind of a small version of that on the Tonight Show which was really simple um, just being in a convenience store and being the, the cashier and just performing tricks without the people knowing that there were tricks going on and that was yeah. sort of the, the formula for exploring all those little things I had come up with as a kid and finding ways to expand that into the TV show. I met the right producer and he had seen me on the Tonight Show and we talked about it and I was like I've got tons of ideas since I was a kid about you know, bigger things to do with this world. And we just gave it a shot. True TV thought it looked really cool. And boom, five seasons in 108 episodes already. I can't believe it. That's incredible. That's awesome. It's, too, it's so many. I can't believe mm-hmm. I, if you would ask me right when they said, you know, I was going to sign a contract to do a TV show, hidden camera magic. I, I would have told you that if I put my mind to it, I could probably make eight really solid episodes of hidden camera magic. Right. And then all of a sudden 108 and I can't believe it. And you know what? They're still good. Absolutely. Like, they're really hard. Like I got yeah. a great team. So I could say that without being like, you know, tooting my own horn because it's a real collaborative effort. But man, we put together some stuff and it, the, the stuff that's, great is great oh yeah i'm so excited by the new stuff coming out this season i went to the doctors today by myself because apparently i'm old enough to go get a checkup and some little boy came up to me and asked me whose mommy i was i'll have kids you sticky bitch The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to this week's Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We've got a juicy one for you this week. As you know, the impeachment saga continues for President Donald Trump, and now the Senate is saying that the whistleblower must be identified so that he may testify in court. A lot of people are saying this is a moral dilemma, because in reality, a whistleblower wouldn't have to testify in court. So there's this back and forth in Congress right now, and we've got the man with the plan on the scene right now. It's the one and only Ali. Ali, how are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. What, what do you want? Um, you okay? Am I okay? Who's asking me if I'm okay? Hot Toddy, I'm in Washington, D.C. You know, as well as our listeners, that that is enemy freaking territory for me. Well, that's true, Ollie, but you're not actually doing anything against the president. You're just covering uh, the impeachment saga. And who's going through that? Um, the president. Hashtag butt All right, all right, calm down. Look, everything's fine. Let's just talk about this. Have you spoken to anyone in the Senate about this situation? I can't talk to anybody in the Senate, Hot Toddy. Why not? Like, have you, you could have spoke to Lindsey Graham. I mean, Lindsey Graham was the one who said this, so you should be speaking to him. Why haven't you spoken to him? Shh! I can't speak to anybody! Look, I get it. You're afraid to be up there, but look, we need to get this story, man. Now, have you spoken to anybody in the House of Representatives about this situation? What is wrong with you? I can't talk to anybody, Hot Toddy, and you know this. I don't, I don't understand. Okay, fine, fine. 
Well, here's a long reach. Are you ready for this? Have you spoken to Rudy Giuliani, who's Trump's attorney, of course? Have you managed to speak to him? I just sucked the blood out of a baby. Ah! Why did you tell me he was there? I figured you knew. That man's a vampire. He knows when somebody's talking about him. And as soon as they do, he flaps his little wings over here. Station! Jesus. No, I did not know he was... Look, Ollie, we we need to get real here, okay? The whistleblower could be subpoenaed to testify in court against Trump. That's basically illegal. I know it's illegal, but what am I supposed to do? I mean, uh, what's the whistleblower supposed to do? He can't help it. If he has to go testify, he has to testify. Well, are you pro-testifying or are you against it? I'm sorry, I thought this was a news show, okay? I I didn't think I had to give my personal opinion. Oh, for s*** sake, Ollie. That's all new shows are is personal opinion now. Well, good point. So are you against it or are you for it? Well, I'm against it, of course. I mean, the whistleblower shouldn't have to go through this. Why is everybody coming after me? I mean, I mean, the whistleblower. Why is everybody coming after the whistleblower? Baskets! It's just not right, Aunt Tiny. It's just not right! Oh my god, is this DA? No, but a little of him slipped in there. Probably wasn't the first time. Aunt Tiny! Oh my god, did I do that? Yeah! Cats and dogs don't have butt cheeks. That's my line! Moving on, Ollie. I don't understand. Why Why can't we talk about this? You seem so distant about it. I mean, it's no big deal. It's the whistleblower of the impeachment trial. You can talk freely about- I got to shut up! Somebody's gonna hear you! Who's gonna hear me? And so what? We're not involved in the impeachment trial. More than you think, Hot I, I don't understand. I don't know what's going on here with you, but I wish you'd shape up here because this is a big deal. Now, you need to go somewhere, talk to somebody about what's going on with the whistleblower in this whole thing because this is major national... It's, it's international news. So go to talk to somebody. I can't talk to anyone. Why? Because I'm the whistleblower. What? I'm the whistleblower! You're the... the... Whistleblower! Just shut that music off! Ollie, what the hell, man? What do you mean you're the whistleblower? Did I lapse in the French? I'm the one that told everybody about what Trump was doing. I mean, he flat out admits all the wrongdoing that he does to us. That's true, and he brags about it, doesn't he? All the time! And keep in mind, he was the reason why D.A. Orson Welles and I were gone for three months. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, he's clearly guilty. All I had to do was tell Congress that. And they're like, yeah, you might be right. Hashtag nuts. I see sky and trees and buildings. People have been pooping all day and throwing up because sickness keeps going around. There's someone with the flu. Oh, he touched me. Now I'm probably going to get it. I'm the whistleblower. Well, this is shocking news, Ollie, to say the least, but uh, I, I guess way to go because you, you exposed the president for what he was doing. We got to applaud you for that, but I'm sorry you got to go through all this. It's okay, because you know what? Regardless of what happens in this impeachment, I know I did the right thing. And most important, America knows I did the right thing. Yeah, I guess you're right, Ollie. You, you, you probably shouldn't have told everybody you were the whistleblower. I hate you, Hot Well, see you next week!
week. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. That's that's what I was saying before. It's like you you never know what's going to happen on this show because it's it's so unique and there's something like I said is everything is so new and fresh. It's tricks you've never seen before and it's things that you wouldn't expect. It just it just kind of comes yeah. out of nowhere because I mean even the greatest uh, magicians of all time will still do things that you're kind of used to sometimes. But you mm-hmm. you come up with these unique ideas. Like I'll never forget was it the when you were at a car wash and you had ferrets come out of the car. Right. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh my god, how does that even work? Like that was incredible. And you convinced what I loved about what I love about your work is that you convince these people that these things happen and that they are real. It's it's yeah, real moments in life. And yeah. now when I do a live theater show, obviously, like when I'm coming to Knoxville to perform, I get a great vibe of people because you know the show draws lots of people say like oh my god it's the only show i could watch with my kids you know it's the only show we watch together we bond over watching your show and i get those crowds to come to the show so it's like a really awesome vibe out there the energy is amazing yeah. and obviously they know i'm a magician so it right. changes the game yeah absolutely <laughs> but it doesn't doesn't stop me from lying. No. It doesn't stop me from tricking us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, of course, True TV was no uh, stranger to hidden camera shows with Impractical Jokers and everything. So your format fits, like, perfectly with that channel. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Really good companion pieces yeah, together. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of them. And you, you've done some work with them in the past, haven't you? Yeah, that's right. I've seen I see them at a bunch of events and we did a you know, we did a crossover once where they, they came on my show and we goofed around and they're awesome guys. Right. Super, super cool Absolutely. group of guys, man. Absolutely. Well, how do you come up with some of your tricks? Don't you know, obviously I don't want you to give anything away, but like how how does like these ideas just come into your head? Um, you know, I uh sometimes it's just like taking a concept of something and, and trying to just push it to an extreme limit. For mm-hmm. example, you know, I was like, I wanted to do something like a riff on maybe like the proverbial flea circus, you know, right. like the invisible circus. And I'm like, what can I, you know, how do I convince someone that bugs are doing something? And I'm like, you know, like a spider, a spider like weaves webs and you can believe that they're good at that. So maybe there's like beetles that can, you know, rearrange toothpicks into different structures. Right, right. Well, like, you know, let me see if I can make a trick where someone believes. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite trick of all time. It just has such simpi- simplicity to it. I was in a hardware store, and I convinced this dude that there are these things called builder beetles that, like, help with odd jobs around the house. Yes. And I'm, like, sitting there in a jar on the ca- on the counter. Yes. And, you know, I put – there was a bolt on a nut, and mm-hmm. I put the beetle next to it and covered it with a coffee mug and – you heard a sound and I lifted the mug and, and it was like the beetle took the nut off the bolt. Right, right. And then I put a whole bunch of beetles on top of a pile of loose toothpicks and covered it with a coffee can because, of course, they only work nocturnally. Right, of course. And I lift <laughs> off the can and they had, like, sculpted the 
the toothpicks into like a little almost Eiffel Tower structure. Right. And there they are just crawling on it. It happens right in front of them. And the dude is just like, oh my God, what's not to believe? Like you're seeing it happen. Right, exactly. And that's what's incredible about it. That's what I was talking about. It's like these are just so unique, these ideas, and they never cease to blow you away. Like these are just, they're so, they're just, they're just new. Like these are just things that you would never think of in a million years. And you pull it off in such a professional and unique way. It's amazing. Thanks, man. You're welcome. You're most welcome. Um, let's see. What else we got here? What else can we talk about? You mentioned that that was one of your favorite tricks. Do you have any other favorite tricks? Uh, this season, the the one that we're doing in the premiere episode, which is November 7th, is um, is so wild. It's like I literally convinced someone convinced someone that there was uh, an actual witch. Really? And it, it has, like yeah, like multiple phases to it. And she turns young to old, and then she, like, shapeshifts into an animal, and there, the guy is stunned. Really, with total curious belief. It's fabulous. I'm really excited about it. That's incredible. Orson Welles smoking hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say hello. This is Orson Welles, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 no. Hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say this is Orson Welles, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smoking Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smoking Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! We come back on a story... What involves woods living. And it involves woods woods living. living. (laughs) Well... Uh, well, and one of my other co-workers who, uh, bear in mind... Is it fire truck? Please. No, no, no. Oh. This is, uh... Is it eat- the engaged man, or I'd give up my hose? <laughs> no. This is a different one. There's so Have many! Have heard of this one yet? Uh, he's... Is this meat loaf no, ball? No, no, Which one no, was this, it? This is a different one. Yeah. Okay, he's, so... He's, uh... What is this guy's qualification? He doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, but that could be anyone at your work. Yeah, that's yeah, very yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's uh, he's from his uh, his dad's family's from Nicaragua. I guess is a big distinction about him. I then. But um, okay, okay. Here, yeah, his big distinction. His um, his mom is from here, but his dad's from like Nicaragua, and okay. he has like he kind of has like a peculiar accent. And we asked him about it one day, and he said, "Well, it's basically like a combination of uh, Hispanic and redneck." Okay. And like, yeah, that's basically uh, your Spanglish. I, yeah. I see what you're going with. So but, the person that you cannot understand when they speak to you. No, exactly. No, no. He's, no you can't understand him, though. He just kind of has, you can tell he has like a, a weird blend of a weird blend of accents going for him. Okay, we'll have to figure out something else after you tell us the story. <laughs> okay. So far, none of these are sticking out. Yeah. We'll call him right. Spanglish. Let's call him Spanglish. Oh, uh, that's okay. weird. But okay. That's, yeah, that's semi-racist. Yeah, so it's semi-racist. Yeah. I don't really want to go with that one, but go ahead. No driver's license. How about that? Okay, no driver's license. like literally everybody. <laughs> okay, he's a Trump supporter, too. What? <gasps> After all of that, he's a Trump supporter? Yes. So we'll call him Yikes! Let's call him that. Okay. Yikes. We'll call him Yikes. Okay. Well, yikes, I don't Yeah, care. he doesn't have a driver's license. Yikes and Woods Living. And Woods Living. Okay, and he... And he just decided to tell us one day is like yeah, I'm not taking Woods living home anyway. He's anymore. He's bad luck because <laughs> he said I was taking him home one day and he's like, oh hey, uh, I gotta pick up my bike. 
from oh. where I stashed it. It was like <laughs> so it oh. wouldn't get stolen. Yeah, so it wouldn't get stolen. He's like, yeah, it's just uh, he said park right here in front of this bit little business. Mm-hmm. And Woods Living gets out of the car, climbs the fence of a business that's closed. Oh my god, this it's- seems like a legitimate thing. <laughs> yeah, and and as he's doing it, that's when uh. Yikes! We'll call him Yikes. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, dude, are you really doing this right now? Oh like, God. I mean, if a cop, if a cop just rolls by, yeah, he's got to stop and just ask us what we're doing. <laughs> and he's, I don't have a license. You have charges pending against you, and you're more or less <laughs> oh breaking into a business to get your bike right now. And you live in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't live in the woods anymore. Well, that's good. That's why he had to hide his bike. That's yeah, right. But he had to, he had to hide his bike. And the worst part is though, he couldn't walk his bike around the fence. He had to like chuck his bike <laughs> over the fence. So why? Wait, 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 hold on. Why didn't Woods Living take his bike to work? Because it's not stolen from work; it's stolen from home. I don't know. So he's going to take his bike back home, where it was more likely to be stolen. Yeah, right. Because doesn't the people he lived with I don't rob think him? That was Woods Living's bike. No, I don't think so too. I think he stole. No, I think bike. it was his bike because he's he Woods Living has multiple bikes, by the way. Oh, you've told us about. It. He's yeah. always getting new yeah. bikes. Yeah, he has. He has We've sort of made we've made fun of him at work because he he seems to spend quite a bit of his money on bicycles. <laughs> oh, and you live you've lived in the woods too. Yeah, he's like yeah. he's like we're like uh, woods of and you have you have three bikes and no wallet. <laughs> like he, and he no doesn't money. Have, yeah he doesn't even have a money clip. He carries his his money <laughs> with a rubber band tied around it. Oh God, this is so sad. And doesn't the people he lived with rob him all the time? They did a few months ago. I don't think he lives with them anymore. Oh God, and. Who's he living with now? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> How do you not know? How do you know he's not in the woods then? He could be. He could be back I don't there. Think he's, I bet he is. I bet. I bet next time I'm like. I think in he, the woods by my house. <laughs> because and I describe the person, you'd be like, "Wait, wait, who, who, who's that? Oh, so I'd be like, "Yeah, there was like three bikes laying on the trail." <laughs> <laughs> I tripped over one as I, I was running away. One as I was running away, <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh no! And I think he's. I think he's hoping to. The, to resell the bikes too, which because that's a, a capital game, yes, huge exactly. investment. What a what a way to go! Yeah, he uh, like you know he, the rest of us buy real estate. He buys bikes. Bikes, yeah. That's he, how he's gonna and then retire. sells them again. Yeah, he yeah. actually he bought one bike and he he referenced to one of our coworkers like, oh, I could flip this. <laughs> oh my god, like a car. Yeah, like or or like a piece of property. I bet he's buying stolen bikes. I bet that's pr- it's, it's probably what he did. Yeah. Yeah, because we've established. Yeah, there it is. You've solved the yeah, mystery. He's, he's not. No, I, th- I think he like. I think you he got overcharged. He's not going to a bike store. No, man. No, he, yeah. no. I think he's just buying off like Craigslist. Porketh, he he. Which they're stolen. That's right. When he jumped that fence, he stole someone's bike, and he's going to flip it, and he's going to make some money. No, because yep. we had seen the bike before. It's a, yeah, it's but a I'm Superman. saying like, I'm sure you've seen it on somebody else was on it one day. It has a Superman decal on it, <laughs> and it's blue and red. Like a child's bike. Yes, it's like a, <laughs> he yes. stole a kid's bike. Yes, it's like I'm a child's sure bike. He stole a kid's bike. <laughs> he did. Like the kid left in the front yard, as children tend to do. Yeah. And Woods Live in was walking by on his way to Woods Live, and was like, <laughs> <laughs> to his humble abode in the yeah. trees. And he was like, "That's a nice bike. I like that bike. I could, I could flip that." And, and he, he went and bought it. Everybody bought he, it. No, he, he went and grabbed it. it. He grabbed yeah. it out of the front yard. <laughs> and little Timmy came out and was like, "Where's my bike?" And Woods Live was just taking off down the road. That's right. <laughs> he drives by just to taunt him. Ding, 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 ding. I got your bike. But you know what kills me about the story is that yikes <laughs> is like, what's living's bad luck? So I don't have a license and I'm driving. Like, okay, well, how about you not drive? Don't drive him. Yeah. Don't get in the 
car, Nimrod. No, it's not that hard to keep a license. It's I have really managed not. to do no, it. No, it's not. I've, yeah, I've done it for almost 20 years. It's an amazing thing. Yeah, I've done it for 21 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very easy to do. And I have never, not once lost my license. No. Well, I mean, they have kind of pending fines and <laughs> suspended licenses pending against them. But again, we don't is the thing. That's, that's the point we're trying to make. I, I know. I'm just saying. Because we, you know, didn't let those that happen. Those are the obstacles they have to overcome. <laughs> but, but, it, 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 I'm not saying it's <laughs> r- mature I mean, or responsible. Not to Woods live, not to give Woods live draw, uh, 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 a well, ride. Because, well, because yeah. he has to. As opposed to start paying $10 on your fines every paycheck. Yeah. So that maybe in two years you can get an actual license again. There you go. Then he See, would have goals. To, he would have to give up cigarettes probably. Uh, or a, a pack, a, a certain pack oh, per month. Dear. Well, that would or be. just give up your weed. They, One month of weed, you could pay half of your fines for these folks. Done. Done. I'm just saying. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what they do about that. What do you mean? Like, why they wouldn't give up one I don't know weed. what they spend all their money on. Weed. <laughs> we're, sit, we're telling you what we're they spend their money on. We're telling you, yeah. Like, this weed. is not. I kind of just didn't want to say weed. it out, out loud, <laughs> really. <laughs> I mean, it's either weed, crack, meth, heroin, something. Gambling. Something. I don't know. No, 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 it's not gambling because they would eventually show some sort of cash flow. That's right. They would win something at and, some point, and they would and have they some would money brag about it. Yeah, and the rent, and the rent. Unfortunately, uh, you don't have to pay rent in the woods. Exactly. No, we're not talking about woods living in the woods. No, I'm he it, do, it wouldn't matter if he had a license. He has no means to even get a car in the woods. No one can hear you call the landlord. <laughs> there is no landlord. You see, he would just steal the um. The, the car anyway like he did that kid's bike yeah I don't think the thing is I don't think he I think he got overcharged for that bike I think he just bought it off I don't think he got charged I think he lied to you guys. yeah I don't I don't think he spends money on bikes Cause like, no I think he no, does no, no, no. because he doesn't <laughs> no. have that much money well yeah no because it's, it's all spent on weed so <laughs> like if you're going through Craigslist yeah and you're looking to buy a bike yeah and you come across the blue and red bike, child's bike with a Superman <laughs> the, decal. Yes. Are you going to let yourself be overcharged for that bike? No. He is no. No. That is a totally Woods living st- might. Woods living no. might. He is not a smart person. That's a totally stolen bike. <laughs> he is, he is well, not a smart person. We've that's learned a totally that. stolen bike. Just so, further. So that's my story. I know. <clears throat> that was great. That's Pork, glorious. Please make a create write a sitcom featuring all of your coworkers and and make their names the names that we give them. Woods living. Woods yeah. living. Woods living. Yikes. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, you're just a fireman. I'll cut off on my hose. Uh-huh. <laughs> all Engaged. of them. Smoking hot podcast. Um, before we wrap up, though, I, I, I'd like to uh, go to now the, the James Lipton questionnaire that uh, he features uh, prominently on Inside the Actor's Studio. I, I, I love doing this with people because you get some very unique unique answers, and so I, I'm, I'm going to hit you with a, a couple of those questions now, if you don't mind. Sure. All right. What is your favorite word? Passion. Passion. Why is that? No, let's go with curiosity. Okay, all right. <laughs> Changing it. All right, curiosity. curiosity. And why curiosity? I think curiosity leads to creation. That's why. Boom. That's abs- Drop the mic on that one. Absolutely. I agree with that. What is your least favorite word? Can't. Can't. 
Yeah. I, I agree with that 100%. Take notes, people. Can't is a terrible mm-hmm. word. Absolutely. What about a noise? What's your favorite noise? A noise that you love? I love the sound of driving over a bridge when it gets to the graded part. Yeah. And you just hear that, like, woo. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. What about a noise that you hate? Uh, oh, uh, like a fork slipping on a plate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can hear it in my head now. That's awful. And uh, how about this one? If you weren't a magician, what other profession would you be doing? I'd be a special effects artist. Special effects artist, without a doubt. What about, yeah. What, yeah. Now, what profession would you never want to try? Oh, um, I think, like, landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I can't. I can't plant any. I tried planting tomatoes once, and they died. So I'm like, you know oh. what? Let's not. Let's just not. Never again. Gardening might be okay, but landscaping. I was just picturing mowing lawns. That was uh, the oh, that well, mowing least lawns. Thing to do and that's kids. and that's a nightmare, a total nightmare. And I and that's why I live in an apartment and will never live in a house because I yeah. I refuse to go through that. Well, uh, Michael, this has been amazing, and I can't thank you enough for, for sitting down with me. Uh, Michael Carbonaro will be here in Knoxville live at the Knoxville Civic Auditorium on Friday, November 15th at 7 p.m., and the all-new season of The Carbonaro Effect will be on True TV at 10 p.m. Michael, you're awesome for sitting down with me. Thank you so much. Yo, thanks, man. Talk to you again soon. All right. We've been speaking with Michael Carbonaro on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. You're tuned into the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Well, I am really excited to share this with you. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, on October 25th, uh, which ironically enough was the day, the very day after our live Scaretastic Halloween special, uh, Macklemore came to Knoxville and absolutely blew the roof off of Thompson Bowling Arena for a free concert courtesy of U.S. Cellular. It was a huge show. Over 10,000 people were there, and it was just a fun, fun night, and it's really awesome of Macklemore to be doing these concerts. He's doing them all over the country, and we can't thank him enough for doing it and for stopping by in Knoxville, and I actually caught a little piece of audio, a little little snippet there of his concert, and I am now proud to share with you performing his hit song Thrift Shop. Here is Macklemore. Everybody say hey Grandpa, can I have his hand me down? My Lord, jumpsuit, it's a slippers. 
napkin that I found to get I had a broken keyboard, I bought a broken keyboard Bought a sneak nigga, then I bought a knee boy Like, hello, hello my ace and my mellow job They got nothing on my brain, gang, hell no I can say some poems, make them cool, sell them Sneaker heads and be like Twenty dollars in my pocket. Ah, ah. I'm looking for a drama. Are you alright? I know that was too much show. There was so much show this week that you may have been overwhelmed. I, I don't know whether to apologize or give you a hug and say you're welcome. I, I don't know. But I hope you thoroughly enjoyed that. Wasn't Michael Carbonaro amazing? He is a great, great and just really nice guy too. And, and like I said, extremely talented. And if you've never seen his show before, you need to check it out. There's an all new season of the Carbonaro Effect going on right now on True TV. Catch new episodes every Thursday at 10pm to be exact on True TV. And hey, tomorrow night's the big show. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, get them. He's going to be at the Civic Auditorium tomorrow night, Friday, November 15th, live right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. He is an amazing performer. I highly recommend it. Go check out his show. Make sure you follow him on social media. It's Michael Carbonaro on Facebook and at Carbonaro on Twitter. You can also follow the Carbonaro Effect on Facebook as well as Twitter at Carbonaro underscore magic. And how about Macklemore? Wasn't he fantastic? 
fantastic. Chances are, if you're listening to this show here in Knoxville, you were probably at the concert, but if you missed it, you missed an amazing show. That guy puts on the works, and he plays all of his big hits, too. All the songs you want to hear were there that night, and the man is just amazing. And like I said, he's a great guy all around for doing everything that he's doing, and you can follow him on social media. It's Macklemore on Facebook, at Macklemore on Twitter. And with that in mind, that's going to do it for us this week. Next week's show is going to be very interesting. It's the last show before Thanksgiving, and so we thought we would dive into one of the greatest unsolved mysteries in American, well, maybe not just American, in world history that took place at Thanksgiving time many, many years ago. We're going to give our interpretation of what happened to said unsolved mystery. So you're not going to miss that. Until then, you can follow me on social media at Smokin' Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy comma hot on Instagram. Make sure you follow my YouTube page, Hot Toddy Tube. My page on Mixcloud, which has all the episodes of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. And you can follow the Smokin' Hot Toddcast pages of SoundCloud and iTunes. You can also follow some of the Toddcast team on social media. We'll begin with Twitter, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, Doc Summit at Kev summon and Miranda at the Miranda Joe on Instagram Miss Pingrino at Pingrino Sheila at Sheila Hawkins Doc Summit at Kev Summit and Miranda at Miranda Penda Joe until next week this is Hot Toddy saying we'll see you next week you sticky bitch